unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Only two scriptures talk about suffering in Gethsemane. One in, I believe it's in Luke, and the other is in the Doctrine and Covenants. Right. Um, and all of the other scriptures are about the cross. Uh, the cross. So, I mean, it seems to me that the, the thing to say is those who've talked about Gethsemane are right, but so are those who've talked about the cross. It, it probably, this is a process that begins in Gethsemane and ends when he says it's finished. Right. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Saints Unscripted, this wonderful Christmas season. Uh, we're here with our good friend, Jim. Yep. Just Jim, just plain Jim. Uh, not that he's not, you know, uh, a, he's a doctorate or a philosopher or any of those things, right? Yeah. But he just wants to go by Jim. Uh, but today we're talking, obviously, about Jesus Christ, um, specifically about what you might learn about LDS beliefs surrounding Jesus by reading our restored scriptural canon, right? right. Is that one way to put it? Yeah. Um, but before we get into our subject today, uh, can you give us a brief introduction? Tell us a little about who you are. Uh, I'm a professor of philosophy at Brigham Young University, um, where I've been here. I've been here since 1975, so a very long time. Um, and you're still there? I'm still there. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I'm per currently I'm working at the Maxwell Institute for Religious uh, Scholarship. I'm a senior research fellow there. Right, my job is primarily nowadays to read and write about uh, Latter-day Saint belief and uh, how it connects to philosophy and theology. Okay, what sort of books have you written? Um, I've written a whole series of books called uh, "It's a Scriptures Made Harder" series. The Old Testament made harder, the New Testament made harder, and so on. Some people want to make those easier, you know. Yeah, I that's, know. That's, that's where the money is. Yeah, that's where the money is. <laughs> well, obviously, I didn't do this to get rich, but um, no, the idea there is that too often when we're trying to read things, we really take for granted that we already understand what they say, and sometimes we need to back up and really think. You know, okay, is that what this says? Is that what this means? To ask questions about what we're reading, and that's the idea of making making them harder. Realize that it's more complex than we. It doesn't it necessarily seems. even more complex as much as uh, is different. It's perhaps different than what I thought it was. Okay. I mean, I might have learned in Sunday school as a child something, and I just always believed it that way. And when I begin to think about it, I think, well, actually, that that might mean something other than what I believed or more than what I believed before. Okay. I see things in a new light. Yeah. I love those moments in Sunday school when, yeah. when you get more depth out of yeah. the scripture you've read a million times. Well, it sounds like you're the perfect candidate to, to talk about our subject today. So by reading Restoration scriptures, uh, what might non-LDS people learn about our beliefs about Jesus? I think perhaps for most non-Latter-day Saints, the most surprising thing they'll learn is that we we believe that uh, the members of what uh, traditional Christianity calls the Trinity, and we call the Godhead, but the members of the Godhead are three distinct beings. Yeah. So uh, the tradition is that there are three persons in one being, and we believe that there are three three beings 
who uh, share the same will and intentions, but they are separate and distinct. And then as a part of that, we also believe that the Father and the Son have bodies, physical bodies, which is, I think, uh, going to be a surprise to most non-Latter-day Saints. That definitely would be a surprise. Um, So in your opinion, then, what is the significance of of that like why why would why do they hold as much gravity as they do um joseph smith once said that I, i'm and i have to paraphrase i'm horrible at quoting people that's all right but paraphrasing he once said that uh the better we understand uh, who we worship the better we can worship and so part of understanding part of worshiping our father in heaven and uh, uh and, and and honoring jesus christ is recognizing who they are. And that means that they are, like us, they have physical bodies. Like us, they have relations with other persons, uh, with each other. So they, you know, uh, they really do understand uh, what it's like to be a human being because Jesus Christ has been a human being. They themselves have the same experiences as human beings. They're perfected, of course, but nevertheless, they, they have the same kinds of they can be touched and they can be they can be hurt emotionally uh, they have the kinds of the, the, they have the ability to empathize with us in a way that they might not if they were the way that the tradition often thinks of god yeah and the uh for for antagonists of that doctrine the argument is always that it seems to that people seem to think that it diminishes god in a certain way do you think that those beliefs I mean, because well, we don't think, yeah, we don't see it that way. No, they. I mean, I, I have to say, I have some sympathy. Sometimes when Latter Day Saints talk about the Father and the Son, I think we do talk about them in ways that diminish their glory and their majesty. And I think we have to be careful of that. Um, some of the talk about that I hear occasionally about, well, Jesus is my buddy, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think. Well, I I, I think <laughs> I understand what you're trying to get at, but. Um, but he's also God. But he's also a divine being, right? <laughs> That's not quite like my next-door neighbor. Right. And so I think we have to be careful about that. On the one hand, on the other hand, uh, I think the, we, we gain a great deal by being able to pray to a being that we know is like us and, and can hear our prayers and empathize with the problems that we're having. Yeah, kind of helps us feel closer to him. Right. That's cool. Um, so connected in that uh one of the other beliefs that, uh, that that we talked about before the episode is uh, that Jesus was not just Jesus found in the New Testament, but that he was also God in the Old Testament, yeah. right? Well, I mean, again, uh, non-Latter-day Saints will, have to some degree, believe that since they do believe that this is one being, right? So yeah. um, the being who was the God of the Old Testament uh, became incarnate as Jesus Christ, but uh, we, since we believe they're separate beings, we're saying that we believe that the Son is the Creator of the world. There's New Testament scripture to to justify the belief that uh, the Father created the world through the Son, and that He is the God who uh, was in charge of the world through the Old Testament and then became incarnate. Uh, you, you know in the meridian of time, in this division in time. And so the being who created the the world, Jesus Christ, Jehovah, is the same being who became incarnate. So that gets confusing for uh, for a lot of people 
both outside and even inside the church, because you have scriptures, moments where, um, I mean, the book of Moses, for example, you mm-hmm. have Moses speaking to who it seems to be is the father because he speaks of the son uh, as a separate person. But in, in concept, we actually understand that being to be Jehovah and he's speaking about maybe. himself, maybe. right? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I, I think that we often don't know. Fair enough. I mean, I think often when we're in looking at Scripture, we don't know whether the – if it says God, we know that some member of the Godhead is being spoken about. But since they do share the same will, they, you know, they, they have the same desires and intentions and, and so on, since those are the same, if I speak of one, then I'm saying I could say the same thing about another one. So – uh, I, I think it's easy to pass from one to the other and back again in a scripture. Sometimes the scripture might say God and mean the Father, and sometimes it might say God and mean the Son, and sometimes it might say the Father and mean the Son because he is the Father of our uh, uh, re- restored spirits. Of the, of the, when we repent, our, our, covenant, our father. covenant Father. He so becomes our Father again. So there are all of these complications of of names that can make the scripture unclear. And I think for me, the answer is it it doesn't actually matter. I mean, since we're talking about God, if we're talking about one, we're talking about the other. I see. So um, if I could play devil's advocate here really quick, just because I know there are a lot of questions about this particular subject out there. Um, So, Earlier on, we talked about, you know, Joseph Smith said, the more we understand about the God that we're worshiping, the better we can worship, right? Mm -hmm. So it's important to understand his identity, his character, his nature. Um, But but now we're we're also saying that, like, the scriptures are kind of vague on that character, that nature. I would say it's uh, it's a false distinction that you're making. Okay. Because to say, when we talk about his character, the character... Each of them has the same character. They have the same kind of goodness. They have the same will and intention. I mean, uh, I noticed that you're married. So you and your your, your spouse have, you share uh, certain kinds of likes and, and desires and intentions. And the longer you're married, at least in my experience, the longer you're married, the more that will become true. The more and more okay. your intentions and your desires will become alike. And... Uh, if those were to become absolutely alike, you would still be still two different persons. Fair enough. Right? But if one of you said, I think we'll have spaghetti for dinner, the other would have said, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Right? So um, to say that then if somebody said later on, I asked so-and-so, right, uh, husband, wife, whichever one of you he asked, what was for dinner, but couldn't remember which one he'd ask, it wouldn't matter. Because it was still spaghetti. It's still spaghetti, and right. it's still the same intention. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm, that's a, a little bit of a strange example. But no, but I, but I like point. it. Yeah. I also like spaghetti, so. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's got something to do with it. Um, so that would mean that Jesus is all throughout, like when we talk about uh, people's interactions with God, they're actually interacting with Jesus throughout the Book of Mormon. At least, yeah. For the most part, might as well. Yeah, well, for the most part, they are acting, interacting with Jehovah and Jesus. 
Because sometimes it's really hard to there tell. May, and there may be passages where it's the Father who appears for some particular reason. But I think we can say most, if not all the time, we're talking about Jehovah, about cool. Jesus Christ. Cool. Interesting. And then most of the distinction comes in Doctrine and Covenants. Yeah. That's like more modern revelation. So what are some what are some other things that we learn about Jesus from our scriptures that might be unique? Or not unique necessarily, but... Yeah. People might not realize about us. Well, um, we certainly believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior in the same way that that other people do. Um, One of the things that we often talk about as Latter-day Saints is that Jesus Christ uh, suffered for our sins in Gethsemane. And I think that most non-Latter-day Saints haven't really given that much thought. Hmm. I I think that when I've talked with non-Latter-day Saints of other religions, uh, they they often have said, "Oh, hmm, I hadn't thought about that," you know. But but it's not like it sounds completely impossible, or you know. Right. On the other hand, uh, I would say I think that Latter Day Saints overlook the fact that uh, we have a, a kind of aversion to talking about the cross, and I'm not quite sure why. I'm sure there's some historical reason, uh, but it's. Uh, but the scriptures don't have that aversion. The Book no. of Mormon is full of talk about the cross and the suffering on the cross. And the Doctrine of Covenants talks about it. Only two scriptures talk about suffering in Gethsemane. One in, I believe it's in Luke, and the other is in the Doctrine of Covenants. Right. Um, and all of the other scriptures are about the cross. Uh, the cross. So, I mean, it seems to me that the, the thing to say is those who've talked about Gethsemane are right. But so are those who have talked about the cross. It, it probably this is a process that begins in Gethsemane and ends when he says it's finished. Right. But it's just it's probably just a, a cultural historical yeah, thing that we that start we've, to highlight. We've stuck on one end and other people have stuck on the other. For, and, and these are just I think sort of we pass it in the in the dark on this. But it's just a cultural thing. There's no particular scriptural reason that yeah. either of us would disagree, I think. And maybe it's because other Christian faiths don't spend a lot of time talking about Gethsemane that we started highlighting it a lot. That may be. Um, but I mean, and I think the other reason, sometimes to differentiate ourselves from others, we've said, let's not use the cross as a sign. Let's right. not talk about the cross. It was like a phase where we tried to We wanted to make ourselves. sure we're not like you. Right. And um, that's just not... I think it's unnecessary. Yeah, right. I think me too, because might as well talk about what we have in common. Yeah. Since all of our episodes this month, we're highlighting Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And the most important thing about Christ is like the message that that he himself brings, uh, that he, what he invites us to do. Uh, So what would non-members learn about Jesus Christ's message by reading our scriptures? I think that they would learn that our message is very much the same as theirs, that Jesus Christ, the Book of Mormon is very explicit about this, that Jesus Christ invites us to come to him, and that that means that we should repent of our sins and have faith in him, and that then we, that the Book of Mormon says we should be baptized, we should receive the Holy Ghost, which just means we really should allow the Holy Ghost to enter into our lives, to direct us so that we can then uh, enter into the path, the life that leads us to him. 
Great. And that's that's found all throughout the Book of Mormon, I'd say, yeah, constantly. Right. And uh, as well as throughout the, the Doctrine, Doctrine and Covenants. Covenants all of, I think all Latter-day Saint scripture uh, uh, repeats that message over and over again. Yeah. It'd be hard to miss it, honestly, if you were reading yeah. the scriptures. As a Catholic friend of mine says, Mormons are drunk on Jesus. <laughs> That's probably the best compliment we could receive, I think. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, if, right. if you're like me and you're interested in partaking more of Jim's wisdom, uh, we're going to leave a few links down in the description uh, for some books that he's written. Um, we've got one on Mosiah, like an introduction to yeah. Mosiah. Uh, we've got the the series about making scriptures more complicated. <laughs> and then... I hope not more complicated. More <laughs> difficult. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the third third one, what was the, what was the last Thinking one? Otherwise. Thinking Otherwise. And what's that about? It's, uh, it's about how Joseph Smith understands uh, things differently than the tradition does. Okay. That sounds really interesting. Anyway, check that. Check out those links down in the description. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for thank you for this opportunity for sharing your wisdom. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it was enjoyable for me. Not too. my wisdom, it's scriptures. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, sharing your insights here, what you've learned from the scriptures. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, remember this Christmas season to uh, to focus on the message, the invitations of Jesus Christ, and uh, have a wonderful Merry Christmas season. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.